0: This is an audio-only version of the video series broadcast on YouTube. If you want to experience Me, Myself, and Die as it was originally intended, search for Me, Myself, and Die on YouTube, Facebook, or Rumble. The playlist for all the seasons of the show can be found there. And now, Me, Myself, and Die. Oh, exploding four, eight. Exploding four, 12 twelve. Sixteen. <laughs> Twenty. Hey, welcome back to Me Myself and Die. I am Trevor DeVal, your intrepid host, your intrepid player, your intrepid GM. When last we left Simon of Augustan, he had just fled a bunch of uh, angry town guards who were trying to lead his friend Vilborg, Vilborg to the gallows for a crime he did not commit. After an abortive attempt to try and save Vilborg, Simon um well, it was abortive, so he failed, didn't he? <laughs> so it, it was bad, it was quite awful, let's just admit it. So yeah, Vilborg is dead, is the long and the short of it, and Simon has now been forced to flee into the woods, being chased by the posse. So we're gonna pick it up there, uh, with our scene set up being in the forest, evading the Carpsburg posse. Posse makes it sound like it's sort of a rootin' tootin' kind of setting, and I do not mean to imply that that is what we are going for, because we are not. This is still very bog-standard, you know, Lord of the Rings sort of uh, setting. So uh, let's not get too, you know, like, riled up over the word posse, okay? I don't want to make this a Western, because it is not. Let's see what happens (laughs) with the mythic GM emulator. The first thing we gotta do is come up with the scene setup. We already know what that is, which is Simon alone in the forest, evading the posse, trying to escape them. So that's the scene setup. So the first thing we're gonna do is we roll a 1d10. A 1d10. Where is that 1d10? I've really cut back on the amount of dice I had here before because it was just, it's too much, man, too many dice. So we're gonna roll at 1d10 and see if the scene is modified or altered. So basically right now the chaos factor is set at six. It was at five in the first episode, but it's gone up now because things were basically out of Simon's control at the end of the scene. So that means that now the chaos factor is six. 1d10, we're rolling against the chaos factor to see two. Two! <laughs> yes, that means something happens. So that means it is an interrupt scene. This is an entirely different and unexpected scene than the scene setup. Hmm. The characters were on their way to the scene setup, but the interrupt scene preempts it. So basically, what we're going to do is create a random event that interrupts the scene of Simon trying to escape the posse. We're going to roll a uh, percentiles to determine the event focus, which is going to be 29. And over here, that means brrr, introduce a new NPC. Very interesting. And now we roll on the table for action and subject. So we are going to be rolling here. And the event meaning is going to be six, which is triumph over 83, triumph of riches. The first thing I can think of is a bounty hunter. So we've established last time. Last time in scene one, when last we saw Simon and Vilborg. We saw that uh, there, there was a bounty on orcs. So Vilborg was being led off to the gallows. Simon tried to rescue him, but failed. He runs away into the woods and stumbles across a bounty hunter who was coming after Vilborg himself before the law got him. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Okay, so he comes, triumph of riches. You know what also that implies? I think that this bounty hunter was going, has been tracking Vilborg and Simon for a number of days. Uh, Vilborg because he's a, an orc and Simon because he's a friend to an orc. The bounty was not only on orcs, the bounty was also on those who those who uh, uh, comport with orcs. It's not comport, what is it? Those who cavort, <laughs> those who cavort with orcs. Yes, yeah, so there's a bounty on orc cavorters <laughs> and orcs. So this guy shows up, this bounty hunter shows up, Simon runs into him uh, in the woods, so let's find out a little about this guy because we know nothing about him. In order to do that we are going to go to another really cool little thing that I have right here. This is the UNE Universal NPC emulator and I will of course provide a new link to that in the the doobly-doo. Thanks, buddy. The first thing we do is determine what the NPC is. We roll a modifier and a and a noun. Revolting. Revolting. That's a good start. Revolting expert. Oh, that actually makes a lot of sense. Revolting expert. Oh, so right away... This bounty hunter, he is Joe antisocial he, He's got like like wild hair, but he's got like big like scars and warts on his face. He's just awful. He's just, he's rude. He's physically repulsive. He stinks to high heaven, lordy-loo. His power level's the next thing we determine. So what I do is I roll percentiles to determine the comparative power level of this bounty hunter. Is he weaker than me? Is he the same strength as me? Or is he much tougher? Uh, so rolling on 339 is going to give us comp- comparable. So he's, he's comparable? Comparable? comparable, you know. I went through my whole life not knowing which that was. Comparable, comparable. Anyway, whatever. He's the same as me. <laughs> now his motivations. Well, we've got a pretty good sense of what the guy's motivations is. He's coming after Vilborg and Simon. But here's the thing: he already knows that's, that that Vilborg has been found guilty. So why is he still going after Vilborg and or Simon? Is he looking for Simon just because Simon, he perceives Simon as being as guilty as uh, 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 Vilborg because Simon is a uh, uh, orc uh, collaborator? Collaborator, that's the word I was looking for, yay! So we determine his motivations. Uh, So this is uh, a lot like determining a random event from Mythic. This revolting expert, this (laughs) hideous revolting bounty hunter. First motivation is going to be 86. Refine. Refine the wealthy. Refine the wealthy. He is working for a patron. He is specifically working for someone who- Oh, I know what this is. He is working for Simon's minor enemy that we determined in the first session from his background. Great. The bounty hunter is working for the minor enemy. I want a name for this bounty hunter. So once again, we're gonna go to the good old Xanathar's guide here. Arn. I like that. Arn. Arn what? Arn... Well, let's go to the old perilous perilous worlds book to get another name. Uh, Arn Eleven Kalapunki. Arn Kalapunki, the revolting expert who is working for the minor enemy, which we don't know anything about yet. We haven't determined that. Let's um, let's do that. A name for the minor enemy. Well, Simon is sort of English, has the English name. Let's do the English name there. Um, let's determine if the enemy is a male or female. So equal chance of each. One to five. It's a male. Okay, so it's a guy. Uh, English male names. Manfred. I'm gonna give him a, uh, just arbitrarily gonna decide he's sort of a noble. Manfred of... of, uh, uh, Wainscotting. That's an old Monty Python reference. <laughs> Manfred of, uh, Dovedane. Manfred of Dovedane has hired Arn Kalapunki to track down Simon, specifically. Great. So that's what we know, he's coming after him, but I want a little more detail, because maybe it's not quite as cut and dried as, well, he's coming after him, he's gonna take him in. You know, maybe there's something else going on here, so let's find out what that is. Uh, 21, Shepherd, Ooh. Shepard the downtrodden. Okay, what that means to me is that Arn Kalapunki is revolting, but he's not necessarily revolting in terms of his motivations. I think, the reason why he's he's decided to work for Manfred of Dovdain and go after Simon is because Arn believes that Simon did something horrible to like a bunch of downtrodden folks. For whatever reason Arn believes that Simon is like a really bad dude and that much like Vilborg you know uh, has been misaligned by the town people Simon has also been misaligned by the people that he comes from, and maybe that's part of the reason why he's an outsider. Oh, look at that, the little connection right there. For some reason, something terrible happened to the bigger population there, and Simon was to blame. We don't know any details about this yet, but that's fine. We might find that out as we go. So my first question for the Mythic GM emulator, is Arn actively hunting Simon? I think it's very likely he's hunting Simon, actually. So we're gonna roll here and get a zero, one. (laughs) Yeah, well, he's most definitely hunting uh, Simon, and, so much so that I think he's laying a trap for Simon. So here's the thing, let's set the scene. Simon, running through the woods. <sighs> he's, he's being chased by the posse. He, he takes shelter under a tree, a large spruce tree, and wipes his brow, mops the sweat off his brow. He looks behind him, he doesn't see the posse. He, he thinks he's put a lot of distance between him and them. He, he sits, he pulls out a dagger that Vilborg had given him when, when they had first met, and Gil- the Vilborg had said to him, you know, this is a sign of my eternal friendship. Take this knife and this will always show that you and I are inseparable. So he pulls that knife now as he's he's underneath the, the uh, afternoon sun coming down to the trees, creating sort of a dappled shadowy light and he pulls the knife out. Vilborg, uh, Vilborg, my old friend, I have failed you, I have failed you. I will avenge you. Somehow, I will avenge you. He puts the knife away and gets back to his feet and goes through the trees. Now, as we push through the trees and we see in the trees, there is Arn looking at him. Has Arn set a trap? Absolutely. The real question now for Savage Worlds is, does Simon become aware of it. So he's gonna do a perception check or a notice check, as it's called. Unfortunately, his notice sucks. <laughs> it's only d4. And here we go, he gets a four. So, a four, <coughs> he gets a four, which means that that is successful. So he, he's moving through the woods, still uh, casting a glance over his shoulder to make sure he's not being followed, when he stops and he senses something. Here's a question for the fake chart. What kind of trap is it? Is it one of those classic like, like man traps with the rope? You step on the rope and you get all hoisted up in the trees? Let's find out. I have no idea. Um, I'll say it's 50-50, chaos factor six. Is it that kind of trap? Yes, it is that kind of trap. So Simon puts his foot down, he stops, he looks down. He sees very carefully disguised under the branches in the deadfall. He can see just this thick rope in a telltale formation that says it's a trap, he's a ranger, he knows these things, and he realizes, uh uh-oh, something's about to go down here. So we know that Arn is closely following him, right? We got a zero one, he's definitely tracking him. He sees Simon through the woods. Simon stops, realizes the trap's there. Arn, Arn realizes, uh uh-oh, he is on to me. So what's Arn gonna do? Does Arn attack? Does he try and compel him to surrender? Here's the thing. I think that's a good question. I don't think that Arn wants to kill Simon. Arn is a bounty hunter after all. He wants to bring Simon in. I think he's gonna try and intimidate him. How does he do that? By firing an arrow right into the tree right beside Simon's head. So he's comparable skill, which means that he's gonna have the exact same skill levels as Simon. Uh, Simon's shooting his D8. So I think Arn is also a wild card. In Savage Worlds parlance, that means that he is just like a PC, he has he has bennies. He's a, he he rolls a wild die, all that kind of stuff. So he's trying to shoot beside Simon's head. Does he do it? Oh God! Exploding eight, boom, eight and nine. Success with a raise. So Simon, oh, you know, he freezes. It's this arrow right there. He turns. He sees Arn. Arn there with his bow, who's already pulled another arrow from it. And Arn shouts out. That is far enough, my old friend, don't make me shoot you. I wish to bring you in, not to slay you, but make no mistake, I will slay you if I have to. What a strange voice he has. Let's go with that one. Simon stops and sees him. Now does Simon know that he's being followed? I have no idea. Let's go to the fake chart. Does Simon know he's being followed? I I think it's some I think it's unlikely, actually. So we're gonna roll our dice here, 45. Yes, he actually does. So he knows he's being followed and he knows who this is. So he stops and he turns and he says, Well, Arn, I see you finally caught up with me. I suppose you think you're going to turn me into the authorities. That is what you bounty hunters do, isn't it? You know precisely what I am doing here. You will be made to pay for your crimes. Manfred of Dovedane has seen that this will be so. Manfred of Dovedane. (laughs) You're wasting your time working for him. Arn he's still got his bow, like, drawn, and he moves towards uh, uh, Simon. Just slowly, carefully. I'm going to throw down some manacles in front of you. You will pick those up and put them on. If you do not, I will feather you where you stand. You know I can do it. I don't think Simon's gonna just uh, allow himself to be captured though. So he, he still had his bow in his hand. Arn, I make you a counter-proposal. Why don't you throw the miracles on the ground? Put them on yourself and I will let you walk out of here. Arn laughs, <laughs> there will be no bartering right now. Or will there, let's see. I'm gonna do a persuasion roll. This is a long shot, <laughs> this is a total long shot. So he's gonna roll a persuade, but because he's an outsider, his, his persuade is minus two to his roll, which really sucks, because he doesn't have persuasion. So what that means is, he's rolling a d4 and a d6, minus two for the fact he doesn't have the skill, and then another minus two because of the fact that he's an outsider, This his charisma sucks. So basically, if he doesn't explode on this, he's gonna fail, and Arn is going to have to take more drastic measures. So Simon says, what do you say to my proposal, Arn? Intimidation, here we go. (gasps) Oh, it's an exploder, this could work. Okay, exploded an ad. 10 minus two, minus four is six. It's not a success with a raise, but it is a success, amazing! So, he says this, um, Arn kind of looks at him, How do I know you have the balls to do what you say you will do? Simon just smiles at him. Come now, Arn. You know as well as I do the supposed crimes I'm guilty of. Do you think if I was to do all of those terrible things to that group of beggars back in the city that I wouldn't do such things to you as well? Arn stops, looks around, thinks better of it. Perhaps, he thinks... Simon isn't alone out here. Perhaps he has other allies. Why is Simon so confident when clearly he shouldn't be? He's caught dead to rights. Arn, however, is persuaded or intimidated. He steps back, still training the bow on, uh, on Simon. This isn't over, not by a long shot. You may have won- You may have won this round, Simon of Augustan! No, he definitely does not say that. This is not over, Simon of Augustan. You and I will meet again. And when we do, you will be coming back with me to face judgement. And with that, he fades into the woods. Wow! Wow! Well, that was very interesting, and I think that basically brings us to the end of scene two, which is kind of cool. So we had, we had an interrupt scene. We've updated our character list. We've got Arn Kalapunki, the bounty hunter, who is working for Manfred of Dovedane. We We add a new thread as well. Arn is hunting Simon for Manfred. Manfred, he sounds like a vampire, Manfred von Karstein. And now the Chaos Factor. The question is, did the Chaos Factor go up or down? Well, Simon was largely in control of this. He started off not in control, but he ended up in control. So the Chaos Factor goes back down to five. So now we go back to scene three. Simon is still in the forest, trying to outrun the posse. So as usual, we roll a 1d10 against the Chaos Factor, which is now five, does it play out? Ah, it is, in fact, an altered scene. Well, he just can't seem to escape. <laughs> he can't seem to get to the scene where he's escaping the posse. Let's ask the chart. Does he? Does Simon come across a lone scout who is looking for him? I'm going to call that uh, likely. Chaos factor back down to five. And it's oh, 99. <laughs> Extraordinary no. So either he doesn't come across anybody or... He, he encounters a whole bunch of them. You know what? If he encounters a whole bunch of them, we're just going to go to a big combat scene that he's probably going to have to flee again anyway. So I think the more interesting option is not only does he not run into a sing- single scout, something happens to to alter the course of his escape. And you know what that something is? He's just finished his conversation with Arn. Uh, Arn has melted the woods. Simon, in the distance, behind him, hears, oh, no, he's uh, I think he's over here. He hears the, the, the posse coming back. So Simon, oh no. He picks up his bow again and hightails it as fast as he can away from the sound as as well as away from where Arn had disappeared to. And he trips and falls into a ravine, which was completely hidden by a bunch of like bracken and fallen logs and stuff. Ah! He falls and collapses into a ravine. Where does this lead? Let's find out, 50-50. Chaos rank five, 50-50. Does he fall into this ravine and at the bottom of the ravine, does he find like a cave entrance? 60. No. So it's there's no cave entrance. So he falls at the bottom of this ravine Smashing himself on either side as he goes bang 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 bang. Does he get injured from this? Is there water at the bottom of the ravine? Uh, Let's call it likely. 21 Rip on Chaos Vector 5. Yes, there is water. So it's not a, it's not a big giant raging river because that would have been ex- exceptional, yes. Uh, but this is just a yes. So there is water. So he falls into water, which is going to help uh, reduce the number of dice, damage dice rolled by half. Well, let's see how far. Um, I'm going to say it's, it's 10 to 40 feet. And it... Oh, <laughs> it's 40 feet. Luckily, he falls into water, however. Oh, oh my God. He's going to roll 46 plus four, but it's actually halved because he falls into water. Thank God. 2d6 plus two is going to be five plus two is seven versus his toughness. You know when you you fall on water on your back that's just like hitting concrete man like POW that's what happens. Not enough to actually do any real damage to him but it's enough to like to like shake him a bit. So here's the thing. He's in this water. It's deep enough to have broken his fall, but it's not a raging river or anything like that. So I don't think he's in danger of drowning right now, but he is shaken. So as he kind of, his his head comes up from the water, he's gasping for breath. He's got to do a spirit roll to come out of shaken which is D6 and the wild die, and it's going to be five. So yes, he succeeds, thankfully. Uh, he's, uh, he kind of struggles a bit, uh, 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 but he's able to sort of, you know, steal himself, maybe he grabs onto a fallen log that's floating along beside him. grabs it, he's able to kind of uh, hang on to it. Uh, uh, the water carries him down this twisting ravine, flanked on either side with Uh, forested cliffs, and as he looks back behind him, he can just see the posse at the far edge of the cliff. They see him, they shout, "Ah, ah! Now they don't have bows, remember, they have spears, and I think he is way, way, way too far by this time. He's fallen 40 feet down, he's already moved for a full round this way, at probably like 30 feet around, he's moving pretty quick. So there's no way they can hit with the spears. Eventually, uh, Simon sees them recede around the corner as he gets carried down this water. Wow, okay. So that was scene three. We had an altered scene where he fell into a ravine. So he has successfully sort of outrun the posse, although not in a way that we expected, uh, <laughs> and, and he managed to survive it. So that that's actually the end of scene three. We've got no new characters, but we have completed a thread. We have escaped the Carpsburg forest at this point. So we're gonna cross that off just like that. Just like that. The chaos factor, was he in control or not? Uh, I think he was out of control, cause that was unexpected. So we're gonna put the chaos factor back up to six. This leaves us with uh, Simon, in a river, twisting through a mountainous ravine. I guess Carpsburg is a mountain town. Great, now we know that. A thick pines and spruce forest outside of a mountain town. Now what does he do at the beginning of scene four? I think the setup here is he, yeah, he he wants revenge. He knows that Arn is after him. He wants revenge, but he knows that he can't do this by himself. He is going to have to find allies. That's the scene set up for scene 4. So as we go into scene 4, we roll the chaos factor, and we roll 7. So it's above the chaos factor of 6, so nothing changes the scene. So, we go to our fake chart now. Because the question is, maybe there is somewhere he's gonna stumble across. I'm gonna call it unlikely, actually, at this point. It's gonna be 34, which is a yes answer. So there is a hunter's cabin that he stumbles across. So, he's soaked to the bone. He's achy, he's got massive bruises, maybe you know a rib got displaced as he was banging down the ravine wall. So he's walking through the woods when he comes across a hunter's cabin. He sees it. He's exhausted. He's looking for allies. We need to know who's in the cabin. So we go to the fate chart. Is there someone dangerous in the cabin right now? I have no idea. 50-50 chance. Chaos factor 6. 95. Extraordinarily no. There is not someone dangerous. I think an extraordinary no result means there's someone friendly. Which is great, because that's what he's looking for. So, he makes his way up to the cabin. Carefully. He's got his arrow knocked. But he doesn't want to draw it. He doesn't want to look like he's some, you know, attacker. I keep looking at the... Screen beside the camera. I should be looking at you, camera. Hello, camera! So he's moving up towards the cabin. He's gonna try and stalk. He's gonna try and sneak up there. D8 and a d6. Well, really good for like a first-level character. Four success. So he's able to stalk quietly up to the cabin. Are there windows? Let's well, ask the fake chart. Why not? That's that's what it's for. <laughs> Chaos vector 6. I think it's uh uh a near sure thing. There's gonna be windows. Yeah. 50, yeah, definitely definitely windows uh, that he can actually see in. So he sneaks up around and he kind of peers inside. We know that there's someone friendly in there, but we know nothing about this person. So let's go to our handy dandy, une NPC generator. And who is this NPC? 76. Needy, I'm gonna write these notes down here. Needy, (laughs) that's a good start. (laughs) Needy 11, Needy Drifter. I love it. He's a friendly, needy drifter. <laughs> What's his comparative power level? Oh, he's slightly weaker. And what else do we know about a motivation? Motivation. Motivation. Over here. Motivation is going to be zero one. Advise. Advise freedom. Hmm. Motivation is to advise freedom, and let's let's do another one here. Persecute slavery. Oh. Oh, this is great, advise freedom, persecute slavery, this is great, you know what I think this is? <laughs> I love this, he's a needy drifter. So, this is not his cabin, this is not his cabin at all, I know enough about this guy already, it's, it's awesome. He has come across this cabin, and do you know why? Well, let me tell you. Do you why? Let me tell you why. He's come across this cabin, this needy drifter, who is slightly weaker, you know why he's slightly weaker? Because he's wounded, he's wounded. Why is he wounded? Because he's an orc, advise freedom and persecute slavery. He is an escaped orc from the jail cells of Carpsburg, who was on deck to be tried and executed like any other, but he's not a half-orc, he's a real orc. So Simon sees this wounded orc who's clearly suffering from like a big gash in his side. And he's lying on one of the. It's like a simple one room uh, uh, hunter's cabin, like a hunter's lodge, right? Really, really simple. And he is in a cot, and he's sort of lying in the cot over here. That's the door. He's come up to the window. He sees the orcs uh, uh, lying there. Let's get the orc's name. Because why not? <laughs> Maybe that's going to be my signature move. Why not? <laughs> Orc names. Ooh, Mord! (laughs) awesome! Mord! So we're adding an NPC. Mord. The orc. Simon sees him. He very carefully stealths his way over to the door. Is there a lock on this door? That's really the question, Jimmy. That's the question, Jimmy! On a hunter's cabin? In the woods? Probably not. Very unlikely. Chaos Factor 6. Uh, 32. Oh, yes, there is a lock on the door. So it's locked. So he can't just go in. He can't really pick the lock. He knocks on the door. That that makes perfect sense. The orc. Simon immediately says, My friend. My friend. I see you are wounded. I am not your enemy. I am in need of rest myself. My name is Simon of Auguston. I have recently ran afoul of the soldiers of Carpsburg. To at which point the orc's ears kind of perk up. Carpsburg. Yes, yes, please let me in. I can help you. I can try and heal your wound. This is a persuasion test. So normally uh, I would give the outsider penalty, but in this case, it's a couple of outsiders. So I don't think it applies to the orc in this case. So Simon is gonna make a persuasion test, which he sucks at, which he de- definitely sucks at. Uh, so he gets a minus two from not having the skill. Oh, exploding four. Oh, exploding four, eight. Exploding 4, 8, 12, 16, <laughs> 20, uh, 21 minus 2 is all the raises in the world. Uh, is 16. So three raises <laughs> on his first swing roll. So the orc uh, nods enthusiastically. His wound is in bad shape. He gets up. Uh, he goes over. Opens the door. He's got a knife in his hand. A shiv, actually, it's not even really a knife. He's an escaped prisoner. He doesn't have any arm or anything like that, but he's got this shiv. Simon puts his bow on his back, his hands up, like this. It's all right, my friend. It's all right. Let me help you. What is your name? He looks at him. "Mm." My name is Maud. I am orc Kind. Yes, Maud, I can see that. I was Dear friends with a half-orc, m- may I come in and help you? Yes, <laughs> please, 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 it hurts! Three raises, oh my god. So he comes in, locks the door behind him. It kind of collapses, the more it collapses on the bed. Simon comes over, let me see if I can tend your wound with my healing, which I actually have. Ho good thing I took the skill. He tries to do a healing check on him. Mm, he's not able to do anything with him right now. So he applies some poultices and bandages the wound as best he can. But, you know, Mord's still in bad shape. He says, uh, uh, how, how long have you been here in this cabin mode? Not long, says Mord. <laughs> uh, well, is he recently escaped? I think that's a sure thing. Is he recently escaped, 49ers? Yes, he's recently escaped. Did he kill somebody on the way out? I think it's likely. Did Mord kill someone on the way out? Yes, he did. I had to dispatch one of the humans. I took a terrible wound in doing so, but now they will surely try and capture me. Yes, Mord will. I understand, for I myself am being chased by a group of soldiers who murdered my friend. Perhaps together, We can fight them and take revenge on them. Yes, Mord wishes to escape this place. But since you have made an unbelievable persuasion roll, Mord will help you do this thing. But first, I must rest. I am in no condition to fight. Don't worry, Mord. I will tend your wounds as best I can. Rest now. I will go into the wilderness and hunt and try and bring back some food. And together... Together, we will take our vengeance upon the Karpzberg Militia. And that, I think, is a great place to end scene four. So what happened here? Well, we added an NPC, Mord, the orc ally who's definitely an ally now, which is fantastic. The new threat is going to be take vengeance on the militia who are just doing their jobs. Why do you have to be so mean? We're just guards. And then the cast factor. Well, I think the cast factor goes down because he was largely in control of the scene with that unbelievable role of the persuasion, which was awesome. That's good. So that brings us to the end of scene four, which will bring us to scene five. And I'm not sure what happens in scene five yet, but I'm going to expect that it's going to be sometime later when Simon and Mord have crept up to the town by night and are preparing to take their revenge on the Carpsburg town militia. We will have to come back for that next time for scene five.